The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at CARM.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everyone, welcome to the show. Just, uh, I'm smiling. I'll tell you why here in a little bit. Uh, as often happens, uh, something right before the show, it caused me to smile. So uh, if you want to give me a call, all you're going to do is dial 877-207-2276. And um, if you want to email me, it's info at karm.org, info at karm.org. And uh, today's date is January 23rd, 2023. So, uh, boy, oh boy, man, I can't believe February's sneaking up around the corner. Look at that. So if you want to give me a call, you can. All right, 877-207-2276. And you can email me at info at karm.org, info at karm.org. And um, uh, let's see, there we go. Uh, oh, i got radio questions, radio comments, and things like that. I'm sorry, just do the simple things. So you can do that and just send me, uh, you know, say radio question, you know, radio question or whatever it is, and uh, uh, in the subject line and or radio comment, and that'll be fine, and I can get into that. So I was talking to the producer uh, right before the show, and we're thinking about doing some other stuff, and I won't get into that right now. But he was telling me, <laughs> I started laughing. He's telling me about a uh, audio clip from someone who a woman pastor and. Uh, I'm just cracking up because it's so stupid um, that this woman, I don't know who she is, has gone to heaven hundreds of times and seen celebrities there. <laughs> I'm just like, are you kidding me? That is awesome, you know? Yeah, that's right. I've been to heaven hundreds of times, hundreds of times. I was all celebrities and we sat down talking, you know? <laughs> it's like, are you serious? Oh, my goodness. So, uh mm. Man, you know, I wish I had enough money to uh, be able to to drive to fly out and not in cargo hold like I have to fly all the time. Cargo hold, I'm six feet tall. You know, I got to fit in these seats and and um, you know, and it's like I'm cramped up and anyway. So uh, it'd be nice to go in the in the business class, get a little bit more room. And go to these churches and just go in there on a Sunday with a camera, you know, like a pair of glasses. I have a camera in them or something, or a lapel mic camera, whatever. And uh, go in and, and take pictures. <laughs> some audio of some of these wackos. You know, that's right. I've been to heaven hundreds of times. Hundreds of times. And uh, see, celebrities there. <laughs> really? That's what you're going to comment about, right? Man, if I went to heaven, I tell you. I came back, I'd say, oh my goodness, I'm an unworthy servant, I'm an unworthy wretch, saved by the grace of God, kept by the grace of God. Oh man, I can't believe he let me come in there. And and here I am telling you about the greatness of my Lord and Savior. Or, hey, I saw celebrities. You did right. So which one do you think is is biblical? As, or as, uh, was it, it's inexplicable. So I love that. I've, what, what movie is that from? It's inexplicable. Um, is it Princess Bride? I don't know. Maybe someone who knows will 
be able to tell me because uh, it's inexplicable. <laughs> I can't get over it. Oh, man. You know, I, I, I need to have a T-shirt, a good, comfortable, big T-shirt that says uh, uh, so much heresy, so little time. And I need to have another one that says so much stupidity, <laughs> so little time. <laughs> oh, man. All right, I can't help it. I'm sorry. You know, I get a kick out of a stupidity. And it, I don't know, maybe it's a defense mechanism. You know, I've got a friend, Dave. This is true, true story. He had, there's a word for it. I don't know what it is. It's a condition he's actually been diagnosed with that when he is hurt in a lot of pain, he laughs. And there's an actual word for it. And there's a psychological uh, thing where the pain receptors cross pollinate with the cross wire, whatever, with the, the la- funny bone. And, um, and he'll, he will, he'll laugh. And uh, when he gets hurt really bad, and I've seen it happen. I have seen I remember once we're out in the backyard, and we're doing some uh, sprinkler work, right? So he happened to be the one. Oh, man, it's one of my favorite stories of all time. So he's pulling on this sprinkler head, right? It's one of those spring-loaded sprinkler heads. And uh, I'm watching. I have my supervisor's hat on. I'm keeping a safe distance. And so he's down there. It's my sprinkler, too. And he's, got, he's down in there digging. We got, you know, we're trying to fix the sprinkler, broken sprinkler head. And this one sprinkler head, it would not come up. It wasn't a little one. It was one of those big ones, you know, those massive ones uh, for the corner or whatever was going to shoot 8,000 feet and all that kind of stuff. And he's, but he's got it down there. And we're twisting. I couldn't get it up. So, so, and so he's tried. And so he gets down there. He's pulling this thing. He's pulling. He's pulling. He's pulling. He's pulling. And uh, he's stretching this this uh, this spring about a foot, <laughs> and it let loose. <laughs> oh man! Oh wow! It slapped him in the fingertips because he has fingertips around the whole thing, and <laughs> it locked onto his fingertips. The springs not only not only slapped him. <laughs> Slapped him hard, but then it clamped onto his fingerprint. And all he, I'm sorry. And all he could do, all he could do was look at me and hold it up in the air and go, hoo, 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 like a monkey. And I'm telling you, I almost fell over. I almost died. I mean, I was laughing so hard. Oh, man. And here I am cracking up. There's no sympathy whatsoever. And the poor guy's in absolute pain. <laughs> He's dying. <laughs> so anyway, was it conceivable? That's right. That's what Stephen says. So uh, anyway, I still remember that. Every time I tell him, I start cracking up. And he, he recovered like 10 minutes later. He goes, I got no sympathy from you. I said, of course not. <laughs> He said, are you kidding? It was too funny. And uh, so it's kind of a running gag now. I'll say that because he lives in California, and I, I'm in Idaho. I'll say, hey, why don't you come on up, and we'll, we'll work on sprinklers together. I'll get my supervisor's cap. And uh, he goes, I'll be right up. Okay, sounds good. So, uh, yeah, that's right. In fact, since I'm talking about stupidity like this, so he was up a, a week or so ago working on stuff, and... Um, so I sliced my finger, okay, and not really bad, about a quarter of an inch uh, slice, not big enough for anything, bleeding, I'm just washing it out, doing all this stuff, right, and it stung, you know, it's like, what, uh, you do stuff, it, it, okay, so, and, you know, 
he's just kind of looking at it, kind of chuckling a little bit because, hey, it, it was I did something stupid. You know, I had a razor blade. They go, look at that. It was one of those. I cut myself. Like, man, what an idiot. And um, and so, you know, we all do stupid things, right? So later that day, it was, you know, it wasn't bleeding anymore. <laughs> we're, we're at a hardware store, right? And we, we're trying to figure out how to get shelving up. And I reach into this rack of metal to grab this one piece and I misjudged the distance and I hit the corner of a piece of metal right on that wound. Oh man, oh man. <laughs> I'm hopping around in the aisle like, man, this is... And he's, he's got no sympathy for me. He's laughing and I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm crying basically. I go, that hurt worse the second time than the first time. And after about a minute, you know, I was able to see straight, you know, it's like, man, that hurt, you know. And uh, so he's cra cracking up, right? I, you know, I'm laughing too because it's so stupid. So with my other hand, <laughs> I reach into the same pile and I jam it <laughs> into a corner of metal. And I'm, I'm doing the, the circle dance in the aisle again. Don't <laughs> Jumping up and down. I can't help it. And... Uh, He's cracking up, and I'm laughing because it's so stupid. I hurt myself twice inside like one minute. Oh, man, good times. So I, I hope you guys out there in Radio Land are, are laughing. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, I got a lot of stupid stories like that. I want to write a book that says the title is Stupid Things I've Done to Hurt Myself. And, you know, that'd be a good story in there. I got some good ones. Oh, yeah, I know Don says I need a babysitter in a hardware store. <laughs> it's like, it was too tough. No! <laughs> you know, hey, it's what happens. Okay, I I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I, I had a good time with those stupid stories. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, <laughs> she says it should bubble wrap me. Anyway, that was a lot of fun. Guys who build stuff, they're going, yep. Oh, I got stories too. That is just what happens. Well, I got a stupid fishing story I can tell you. All right. Hey, look. <laughs> it's inconceivable. That's what it is. It's inconceivable. And uh, that's that's from uh, Princess Bride, isn't it, Charlie? That's from Princess Bride. It's a great movie. It's inconceivable. I also like the line in there. He's just mostly dead. I like that line. And uh, I just say he's mostly a heretic. And stuff like that. A lot of fun. All right. Now what do I going to do? Hey, there's no callers. Give me a call. 877-207-2276. You can also email me and uh, just put in the email, radio question, radio comment, and you can email it to info at karm.org, info at karm.org. Today is Tuesday, so I'm going to send a newsletter out tonight. And uh, Thursday, we're probably going to finish up my Bible study I've been teaching on the book of Romans. And uh, I wait, I think I have a debate tomorrow night, too. Let's see. I'm going to get in here and look. Um, hold on. Where is today? Where is today? Come on. There we go. So, yeah, debate on the Trinity tomorrow. And, um, I th oh, yeah, I'm going to be doing tag team. That's right, with Andrew Rappaport and uh, stuff. Oh, and by the way, I, I get a correction. So, I said, I think it was yesterday I said that will be down in Salt Lake City on February 10th. I was wrong. It'll be the 17th. That's when I'm going to be down in Salt Lake City. Going to the uh, the Mormon uh, Mormonism Research Ministries new uh, building that they have. 
it's in Sandy, and I'll be there on uh, on the 17th. 17th is on February. Come on, here we go. That's right. It'll uh, on the 17th. I'm speaking uh, at nine o'clock in the morning. That's pretty tough for me, because uh, like last night I was in. I'm awake at three o'clock and uh, uh, finally got to sleep around three thirty. <laughs> Sorry, I got a sniffy nose because I'm laughing so much. I don't know how I'm going to make it on a Saturday at 9 o'clock being someplace in the morning, but I will. It'll be so tough, but I'll do it. So if any of you are interested in checking it out and you want to go down there, I'd love to meet you. You know, it'd be fun uh, Saturday. Maybe even Laura would go if she would lower her standards. She lives in uh, not too far from there. I'm not going to give the address or anything. So there you go. You can't wait for Matt on Standing for Truth tonight or is it tomorrow? Tomorrow night, right? Isn't it tomorrow night? Isn't that what that is? Uh, because tonight, I don't have anything on my calendar. Let me get over to my calendar making sure. Yeah, that's right. I have nothing on my calendar for tonight. So someone said, that, okay, it is tomorrow. All right, see. Woo. All right, I think we should get serious now. All right, let's get to Ron from Wake Forest, North Carolina. Welcome, Ron. You're on the air. Yes, sir. I wanted to ask a question about the uh, predestination. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to understand. Okay. I can't. I can't quite understand it. You know, I'm trying to research it. Okay. Well, the word predestination or predestined is the Greek word porizo. occurs five times in the New Testament. And when we get back from the break, I will take a look at it, okay, because we got a break. So hold on, buddy. Hey, folks, if you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. We'll be right back. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. If you want to give me a call, all you have to do is dial 877-207-2276. And you can also email me at info at carm.org, C-A-R-M dot O-R-G, info at carm.org. And uh, just put in there, hey, radio question or radio comment, and then we'll check it out. All right, let's get back on the air with Ron. Ron, are you still there? Yes, sir. All right. So let me read you a quote from a theological dictionary. Okay, and it does it really well. I mean, I can explain it, but this does a really good job. Predestination. God's actions in willing something to a specific result, also called foreordination. Some Christian theologians, particularly in the Reformed tradition, have seen it as indicating God's eternal decree by which all creatures are foreordained to eternal life or death. It may also be used synonymously with election and indicates God's gracious initiation of salvation for those who believe in Jesus Christ. Now there's a little bit of difference I would go with some of that, but it's, it's good enough for that. So predestination is God bringing things to bear, causing things to occur either directly or indirectly. That's the intro intro level of it. Okay? You with me so far? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. So as I said before the break, the word is proorizo in the Greek. 
and it occurs five times in the New Testament. So, let's see where are those verses. I was just looking at them in your break. Um, and where'd it go? Boy, I had them right there. So uh, I'll go. I'll find it. I have my notes. I'm going through all of my notes and stuff like this. And so um, what we see is that God is. Well, look, look at this way. In Ephesians 1:11, it said that it says that God works all things after the counsel of His will. So nothing can occur unless God has willed it. Now, within theology, we would say that um, that. Uh, God wills something by his direct action and he wills something by his permissive action. So he wills to let people sin. He doesn't want them to sin, but he wills to allow it. It's his choice to allow it. So it's his will to allow people to, to disobey. So by direct and indirect means, by direct willing and indirect, God brings about whatever he desires. So in Acts 2.23, it says, This man delivered up by the predetermined plan. Now that's the word for uh, also for predestination. It's because it's the same Greek word, proorizo. Delivered up by the predetermined plan and foreknowledge of God, you nailed to a cross by the hands of godless men. So check this out. So God uh, planned it. God predestined it. But they're the ones responsible. This man delivered up by the right. predetermined plan and foreknowledge of God, you nailed to the cross. To a cross by the hands of godless men and put him to death. That's Acts 2.23. Here's uh, Acts 2.27.28. I mean, For truly in this city there were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you appointed, or anointed, excuse me, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your purpose predestined to occur. Now if you look at that, you'll see it says that God uh, you know, anointed Jesus and gathered Herod and Pontius Pilate, those are two individuals, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel, that's the people groups, to do, those individuals and groups, to do whatever your hand and your purpose predestined to occur. And what they're talking about here is the crucifixion of Christ. So sin was predestined. But when we say it's predestined, we don't say that it's caused by God. So let me explain something. I'm giving you a lot of info, but let me explain something. We have in theology different levels of causation. Oh, excuse me. Oh, you on there. We have ultimate, proximate, and efficient causation. So I'm going to work yes, from efficient up. So Adam and Eve were in the garden. Adam freely chose to rebel. No one forced him to eat the fruit. He is his own cause of his own sin. So we say he is the efficient cause. He's the agent of his own action. The proximate cause is the condition in which the, uh, the sin occurred. The, the approximate conditions or the condition. So we would say that God put the garden there with the trees there, allowed the devil to come in. So God allowed this, and so he's the proximate cause, but not the efficient cause. So uh, Adam alone is responsible for his own actions. God didn't make him do it. 
So this is the difference between what we call efficient and proximate causation. And ultimate causation is, well, God made the universe, put the solar system and the planet there, and that's how come it's all there. It's the foundation of everything. All right, so when we say God predestines things, like the crucifixion, it's the ultimate and proximate conditions that are God's handiwork. But the efficient causation, the direct hand and action, is done by the unbelievers. That No one forced them to do this, but they did it. God knew it and worked it out. That's a whole other issue of, of bringing people to do things and stuff like that. We'll get into that right now. But, but they're the ones responsible, and God predestined it for, to occur. All right? I can go on, but I hope that kind of helps so far. Yes, sir. I'm just reminding you know, especially when it comes like to salvation, that's the biggest thing, you know. Okay. Well, then let me go to the next verse. I was going to show you. All right. This is uh, Ephesians one four and five. Just as He, that's God the Father, chose us, that's the elect, in Him, that's mm-hmm. Jesus. Just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love he predestined us uh, to adoption right. as sons through Jesus Christ to himself. So election must come with predestination. In order for an individual right. to be saved, God must choose them in Christ from the foundation of the world, and then he brings about their belief, regeneration, salvation, through the predestining work that he does. And that's a varied system that God has. All right. And Romans 8.29 says this. Those whom he foreknew, he also predestined. So the foreknown ones are also the predestined ones. Okay. Okay. And uh, the last verse, Ephesians 1.11, also we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to his purpose, who works all things after the counsel of his will. So anyone who claims to be a Christian and denies predestination is denying Scripture. And I know there's a lot of people out here who deny the idea that God chooses people for salvation and predestines them. I just showed you from the Scriptures where it's taught. Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay? Yes, sir. Does that help? Yes, sir. Okay. Got any other questions or objections or, you know, whatever? Right. No, no, no. I'm just trying to understand it. You know, you know. I heard you talk about, it and other people talk, and then I heard people, you know, talk against the two. So, you know. Yeah, well, talking against you know, it I'm is is not good. Hey, hold on a sec. We got a right. break coming up. We got nobody waiting. Let's see what they say. Tell me what they say about talking against it. If you if you're still there. Hey, folks. We'll be right back after these messages. Please stay tuned and uh, hope they'll be interesting. See you right back. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. If you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. Ron, are you still there? Yes, sir. Sure am. All right, so I gave you a lot of stuff, and then you said people are arguing against it. Uh, Can you remember some of the stuff that they were saying? Well, I know uh, a lot of them, you know, they say that salvation is available to anyone, whosoever. 
And, yeah. you know, and I, I came across an article, which you've probably seen it before, somebody, somebody you were preaching false doctrines because of your uh, predestination stuff you were talking about. Now, who well, was it? Well, it's, it's, but I was just reading the scriptures. I mean, these people, right. yes, they, you know, they don't, uh, you know, they don't like God's sovereignty. They want their own. I'm like, come on, grow up, you know. Right. Don't do that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, if, yeah, it, so I, I love to discuss this with people because, you know, they'll go to John right. 3.16, you know, for example, and they'll say, right. well, God's love the world, that uh, whosoever would believe, right? They say, see, it means yes, anybody, anybody who can't. Well, it doesn't say that. And that's not, who, how do you know that's what it means? They don't realize that what they're doing is just reading into the text all kinds of stuff. I mean, if you go to John 3, 16, yes, for God loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes. Well, it actually says in the Greek is pas hopis to own. What it literally is, it doesn't have the word whoever in the Greek. It, that's the Greek word, hos. It's not there. It's pas hopis to own, all the believing one that all the okay. one believing it doesn't say how they come to believe it just says if they believe well then they won't perish well, we, we agree right. the predestination people agree that's right but God grant that they believe Philippians 129 I mean it, this is what the Bible said and I show this to them and I get people just hating what I say because they're humanists right. because they use yes, their sir. own ideology their own feelings, their own sensibilities to determine biblical truth. They don't realize they're doing it, but that's right. exactly what's happening. It's, it's not good. You know? Yes, sir. So, yeah. That's what it says. you got to go with what it says. Yes, sir. Pastor. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Okay. They just call me Matt. Matt's great. Matt's fine. Yeah, okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> it's a habit. I know. But uh, yeah, it's not used yeah, to it. Matt, that, I get it. A, Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, now, if I wanted to research this, how would I do it? That's my biggest thing. I want to more look into it. Have you got any recommendations for doing that? Yeah. Or? Yes, you could go to. I would do this. Let's see. I'll make sure it gets the right address. Blueletterbible.com. Blueletterbible.com. Okay. I'm familiar that. And um, okay. it has all kinds of stuff there. And it's free. So you can type in right. a verse, like for example, uh, you can go to Romans 8.29. And you can pick the King right. James if you want. Or you can pick the, I'm going to do right. this, the ESV. And you hit the thing. And then what happens is it comes up with tools. And you can look up the word predestined in there. And look up, the, and right. it has an interlinear. Has a, you can do a, a big study that way. Just learn how to use that thing and it'd be great. Okay. Okay. Yes, sir. Easy to do. Okay. Well, thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate it, man. And by okay. the way, I, I, I become a supporter of you every month now. Oh, well, thank you. That's really nice. I appreciate that. Yeah, really, we do appreciate yes, that because you know we do need it. And and uh, thanks. So good. No problem. All right, man. All right. Well, you have bless. a good night, thanks. sir. You too. You too, man. God bless. All right. Well, that was that was a good call. It was a good call. Now you know what I'm going to do is uh, since we're on that topic, uh, how about if I do a little bit of teaching on it? Okay, a little bit more teaching on on this idea of God and His sovereignty. This is not something that's taught in churches that I'm aware of. 
I, I have never heard that I can recall a sermon or a series that have focused on the sovereignty and greatness of God and his decrees. I've never heard it. If I were a pastor again, you know, every now and then, uh, not every day, of course, but, you know, maybe once a year or whatever, once every couple of years, I would probably teach something specific on it because it's so important. But um, we know that God predestines. Did you also know that God chooses individuals for salvation? People say, no, no, he only chooses groups of people, and it's up to you and your free will. It's more humanist philosophy. That's what that is. This is John thirteen eighteen. This Jesus says, I do not speak of all of you. I know the ones I have chosen, but it is that the scripture may be fulfilled. He who eats my bread has lifted up his heel against me. So he knows whom he has chosen. Jesus says that. And the Greek word is eklegomai, to pick out, choose for oneself, choosing out of many things. Then we can go to Acts 9, 15, where, you know, um, Paul the Apostle, he got knocked off his horse and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, he sent uh, to the tanner, Simon, and he says, I, you know, I don't trust this guy. And verse nine, uh, this is Acts 9.15, but the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the sons of Israel. So he's a chosen instrument. And the word there in the Greek is eklego, excuse me, eklege. It occurs six times and it's translated as election and chosen and varying things and romans eleven seven. what then that which israel is seeking for is not obtained but those who were chosen obtained it and the rest were hardened colossians three twelve. and so as those who have been chosen of god holy and beloved put on a heart of compassion second thessalonians two thirteen. But we should always give thanks to God for you, brethren, beloved by the Lord, because God has chosen you from the beginning for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and faith in God. So that is right there. I mean, it's what it says. And uh, so uh, different translations, I've got 10 listed here of this one I just read. God chose you, chose you. God hath from the beginning chosen you. He's chosen, he chose you for salvation. It all says the same thing. Chose you uh, for salvation. So uh, that's what the Bible says. He's chosen you. And uh, does God elect and choose people and individuals? Yeah, he does. The word eclectos, which is elect, to elect somebody, election, which goes with predestination. So we know that Abraham uh, was chosen specifically as an individual by God. Jacob was also chosen. That's Romans 9, 10 through 13. Judah was chosen. That's why I get references. Moses was chosen. Zerubbabel. Uh, witnesses uh, to Christ's resurrection were also chosen, as were was Matthias and Paul. And there's many interesting verses about this, being chosen. The elect, the chosen ones. Matthew twenty four twenty two. but for the sake of the elect, those days will be cut short. Um, Matthew 24, 
24, to mislead if possible even the elect. God will gather his elect from the four winds. And, you know, all these verses, I'm just going to give you the addresses. And we see the word uh, for chosen. Uh, many are called, but few are chosen. Rufus is, a, is chosen in the Lord. Those who have been chosen of God. Paul endures all things for the sake of the chosen. Then we have another work uh, to choose, to select, to elect. Uh, Paul is a chosen vessel. God chose to love Esau and uh, Jacob, and he hated Esau. Uh, God has remnants of believers due to his choice. He goes on and on and on like this. So this is why I believe it. It's why I teach it, because that's what it says. I can't tell you how many times I've had discussions with people where they say, no, I refuse to believe in a God who would choose people for salvation. It says, okay, well, it's okay. If you want to refuse to believe in the God of the Bible, he would never do that. And then I read scriptures to them. And you know what so many of them do? Refuse to believe it. Now, that's a problem. I read the scriptures to them, and they reject the scriptures. Sometimes what I'll do is I will say the verse without quoting the reference in the middle of a sentence, you know. I might say, well, I, I believe that God works all things, you know, after the counsel of his will. I was just quoting Ephesians 1.11. And I have people say, no, they don't. He does not do that. I, and, and I'll say, uh, well, I believe he, he makes all things, even the wicked for the day of, of destruction. No, he would never do that. I just quoted Proverbs 16.4. So I'll do that with them sometimes, and they... Um, they will reject God's word. Let me ask you out there, are you rejecting God's word in this area? I mean, are you saying, no, God would never do that of individuals? Yes, he would. I just read the verses and proved it. It's right there. So what's your choice? What do you do? Do you choose to submit to God's word or submit God's word to your preferences? That's a question you got to ask and answer. Okay, hey, if you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. We'll be right back after these messages. Please stay. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. I hope you're enjoying the show and the teaching. Um... All right, there we go. Let's get to Roy from Durham, North Carolina. Roy, welcome you on the air. Good evening, sir. Good evening. Boy, I um, fix that chair. I am mm -hmm. uh, really not trying to be confrontational. I'm just trying to understand right. the predestination sure. mm -hmm. chosen. Mm -hmm. Let's take it to the ultimate extreme of... If you're chosen, how do you know you're chosen? How do you know you're chosen? I mean, oh, because you, I believe you're, you're an amazing. You're an amazing uh, Bible. Uh, your, your your knowledge is incredible. But you know, where do you get your blessed assurance as a Southern Baptist love to? Well, I get it from sure. Scripture. I get it from Scripture. Now, First John five thirteen says these things are written so you may know you have eternal life, so you can know. Mm -hmm. Well. If God saves you, that's just something I have a hard I'll, I'll, time. Let me explain. Predestination. Okay. Well, let me explain. Because the chosen ones believe. 
Okay. There you go. Okay. 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 You know, I'm. I am not a Bible theologian. I'm just somebody right. trying to understand. Okay. That's where I'm coming from. And, and you know, okay. So, it, 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 what's the point of evangelizing or preaching the word if? If God already knows who he's going to pick, he's going to pick them anyway. I mean, what's, you know, doesn't that uh, forego the uh, Great Commission, go out and preach the gospel to everyone in the world? I mean, okay, if, me if he's going to pick Hold them up. anyway, you know, Hold what's the, the point? Okay, let me ask you. Does the Bible teach predestination? Does it? Well, yeah, I can I can see where it says the chosen. Yeah, I, I understand that. Okay. I honestly do. Oh, oh, hold on, I just asked. I just, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. I've done this a thousand times, so hold on. So, does the Bible teach predestination? The answer is, yes, it does. Yeah. Does it teach election? Yes, it does. Does it also teach us to go out and evangelize? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. So, we're to, do, we're to believe both, that we're to go evangelize and do this. We don't know the means by which God calls his people in, or the criteria, or anything. He doesn't tell us. As my friend Bill McKeever well, said, I, I understand that. There's so much confusion around it. Yeah, you know, that's yeah I because people uh, there's co- people aren't okay. sure. There's confusion because people don't pay attention to the Word of God and submit themselves to it, and because they're humanists in their hearts and they rebel against the truth of God's great sovereignty. And so there's confusion because they don't want God to be God. They want themselves to be in place. They want themselves to have the sovereignty. Yeah. They want themselves to be the ones who's the final choice. They're arrogant, they're they're egotistical, mm-hmm. and they're humanists. It doesn't mean they're not saved, but they have not uh, gotten rid of that area of sinfulness in from their hearts and minds yet. The fact yeah. is, well, God not, predestines, like said, not, God elects, God chooses. Just, uh, no, I got it. Uh, it yeah. yeah. The okay, fact so is, so God and, does and these... kind of ties in, like, I, one, one final point, uh, it kind of ties in with the... Uh, original sin that, you know, okay, granted, uh, Adam sinned and imparted sin into the world, but, you know, I think Calvinists take it to the personal level, and so everybody's born as a sinner. I can understand that on a theory. Yes, that's true. In the real world, you know, the baby that dies... Real world? You know, taking its first breath. Isn't there some... Isn't there some comfort for somebody okay. like, well, he wasn't chosen, I guess. Well, hold on. Oh, okay. I mean, it seems hold pretty on, hold hard. <laughs> well, hold on. You're not understanding the issues, okay? So, original sin is the sin that Adam created, or Adam did. It's passed down to us. Right. This is Romans 5.19. For as through the one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners. Even so, through the obedience of the one, the many were made righteous. So by Adam's sin, the many were made sinners. That's what the Bible says. Okay, and through one man, sin entered the world, and death through sin, and so uh, death spread to all men because all sinned, Romans 5.12. So babies, now just hear me out, babies are born fallen, they're born sinful, they're born with a fallen nature. It, but it doesn't mean they just go to hell. If they die, I mean, I've lost a, an God infant, help a us son. If they do. <laughs> well, it, it, look. Here's the thing: if they do, that's God's business. If they don't, that's God's business. I know that people want to say, "Well, they can't go to hell because they're so cute." 
Well, that that's humanist philosophy. I'm just saying logically, we don't know exactly. And so don't say this is how it is. You can say, oh, I believe this. And so my opinion is that all go to all babies who die go to heaven. I can't prove it from Scripture. I hope so, too. And I have a couple well, of reasons. Well, I, I agree with you. I certainly hope yeah. so. <laughs> but, uh, you yeah, know, and I certainly I mean, hope so. For instance, but from, the Bible? you know, as uh, uh, just recent as, what, the 1800s, one-third of the children born in America didn't make it to five years old. <laughs> so I'm not saying, I that's, mean... I got, that's irrelevant to what we're talking about. Some, the and, issue... You know, it, we, we also worship a loving God. Now, where's the love in that? You <laughs> know what I'm saying? If they all go to hell. Look, there's no you, love in that. I could... Well, yes, there is. You, you got to... Okay, let me tell you. you, you got to stop thinking in humanistic terms. God is loved by nature, 1 John 4, 8. We all are by nature children of wrath, Ephesians 2. We are all by nature of uh, by nature children of wrath, Ephesians 2, 3. We all belong separated from God and judged because it's our nature. God's love is such that he saves us. That's where the love is. And for someone to say, well, it's not loving if he lets a baby go... If someone says it's not loving if he lets a baby go to hell, I'm going to say to them, show me in the Bible where that's the, the right statement to say. Because people have sentimentality, and it may be true, it may not be true, but go to the Word of God and find it in the Word of God. That's what I say to people. And too many people, what they do is just feel what they want to be right, and then God has to agree to that. And that's sin. You need to stop. You need to go, okay. well, well, what's the Bible say? I, I'll tell you, I take consolation in the story of Jesus and the children that almost come to come to him as a child. So it kind of tells me yeah. on my personal gut level that he makes mm-hmm. some provision for the little innocents. That's just me. That's, okay, can I find it where it says in the Bible, what? you know, babies don't go to hell? Of course not. It's not in there. But, you know, Jesus had that story where he brought the children to him and said, all must come to me as these. As children. And I cannot quote you to The trusting. It's well known. Yes, it's, it's, it's as children who are faithful and trust. They just trust. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the verses I go to in support of the idea that uh, all babies who die go to heaven. But it does not approach. Well, I agree with you. That's all I'm saying. Well, listen, uh, I, okay. I, you've explained it very well, and uh, I appreciate your time. Thanks. Okay, well, God bless. All right. All right, let's get to Max from South Carolina. Max, welcome. You're on the air. Matt, I love you, brother. Um, hey. The last caller, good. he had some really good points. Um, and uh, okay. I, I'm just having, I'm still struggling. I had to ask the screener, how do I ask mm-hmm. this um, about predestination? I, I guess I don't fully understand it. Um, just give it a shot. Go for it, because we're we only got like five minutes. So go ahead. You're saying so? Yeah, I know. We're right there on the edge. Predestined means only a certain amount of people will be saved. Am I am I taking that wrong, right or wrong? Of course, only a certain amount of people are going to be saved. God, from all eternity, knows exactly what's going to happen and how many people are going to be saved. Only a certain number are saved, of course. But even in First Timothy. Uh, to uh, verse four, four. God wants everyone uh-huh. to be saved. 
<laughs> he and desires all to be saved. Truth. Yeah. So here's a question, okay? I, I've done this a thousand. Yeah. Hold on. Let me let me jump in. Uh, we only have so much time, so I'm going to go a little bit quicker than I normally would. But, uh, yes, uh, I'm very familiar with that. And you can cross-reference that with Second Peter 3, 9 as well. He wants all to be saved. So here's a question. Okay, it's a trick question. You ready? Would God ever do anything or speak in such a way so people would not be saved? It's a trick question. Okay, what do you say? Come on. My wife is saying yes. <laughs> yes, my wife. Good for her. Your wife, give your wife a good hug yes. and a high five because she got it right. Okay, let me show you. This is in Mark 4, 10 through 12. And they're asking about the parables. Why are you speaking in parables? And he answers in verse 12 or 11. To you has been given the mystery of the kingdom of God. But those who are outside, outside the kingdom, get everything in parables so that while seeing they may see and not perceive. And while hearing they may hear and not understand. Otherwise, they might return and be forgiven. Whoa. He speaks in parables mm. so they won't be forgiven. Okay, now I'm not contradicting Scripture with Scripture. It's if God wants that, that's the case. He wants everyone to be saved, and it means equally in every sense, then we have to harmonize it with the rest of Scripture, that God, that Jesus speaks in parables so people will not be saved. You've got to, got to do that, you yeah. see. We're not going to be able to finish this today. And then in Second Thessalonians 2.11, oh, man, I mean, just to add fire on the. I mean, flame on the fuel on the fire. Excuse me. <laughs> Here's what it says. This is in the end times. The Antichrist is coming, and things like that. And for this reason, only with well, he comes with power and signs and false wonders and deception and things like that. For this reason, God will send upon them a deluding influence, so that they will believe what is false. What? Why? No, he wants everyone to be saved. What people mean by that is, generally, he's the blonde-haired, blue-eyed, Caucasian surfer dude dressing, dressed in a woman's nightgown, standing at the door of your heart, asking permission for you, in your wisdom, to let him in. It's all up to you. Please, oh, come on, everybody. Look, if God wants to save somebody, just take a look at what to do with Paul. Paul was going out killing the Christians. He hated them. And Jesus said, yep. you're mine. He converted them. So why doesn't God do that with everybody? He does it right there in Acts 9. There's all I know real kinds. quick, I just want to speak one... Go ahead. I just want to speak one thing. I I just look for Jesus for my hope because I'm struggling with a lot of things. And okay. to hear some of this, it's, it's a little confusing still, uh, even right now. Maybe I need to call you back tomorrow. Um, yes, but call back tomorrow. I looked at, I looked at him from hope, and I don't... I don't want to be, I don't want to fall short, you know. Let me give you the hope that's in it. He chose you from the foundation of the world, and his loving thoughts for you are infinite in number. He didn't leave it up to the sinful whims of your own self. He called you. Why he chose you, I don't know, but he did. And he will never leave you and never forsake you, no matter what you're going through. You cannot shake his love for you or his commitment to you. Because Jesus Christ shed his blood for you. You're one of the chosen ones, right? You believe. There's no way he'll abandon you. Okay? Thank you, brother. That's the truth, man. Just think about this. If he predestined you from the foundation of the world, that means from forever ago. 
He chose you. His thoughts of you are infinite in number, in a loving way. You remember that. And then compare it with what you're going through. Why is he allowing it? There's a reason. You call back tomorrow. Exactly. We'll talk about a time. There you go. All right? Okay, I'm going to have to call back. Yep. Thanks. You call back. Thanks, right. Matt. Call All right, brother. Okay. All right. Hey, folks, sorry about that. And Martin from Charlotte, North Carolina, give me a call back tomorrow if it's predestined. <laughs> hey, God bless everybody. Have a good evening. Another program powered by the Truth Network.